Hello and welcome back to the Live Reality Game Podcast. My name is Steven and I'm here for Surviving Bloomington Season 6, Episode 2, Order versus Chaos to discuss everything that happened in the episode and I can't do this alone. And joining me today is the one, the only, the great James. James, how are you doing? What's up, y'all? I'm doing well and Steven, thank you for having me. And before we uh, continue on, uh, I just want to full disclosure to those who don't know who I am. Um, I am a person who stutters. So there's going to be quite a few stuttering moments throughout this conversation. And it's, it's okay. It's not your audio. It's not your stream. It's not anything. It's just part of how I talk sometimes. James is a veteran of Surviving Real Foot. He played season 10 Fowler's Point. You're also an author. You have a published book, Dear World, I Stutter, a series of open letters from a person who stutters. And so you can find that book on Amazon or, or anywhere else you want to direct people to to find that. Amazon or barnesandnobles.com works. There you go. And so, James, we're now two episodes into the season, Order versus Chaos. Which I have to, I'm just curious, which side do you feel speaks more to you, the order or the chaos? Oh, I think order. I'm, I'm very much in my daily life. I am order. I'm about routine. I am about structure. I, I, I want to follow the rules and order fits me. So I think I would be order with maybe a little chaos thrown in there if I made it super deep. In so when you, when you played your first season, did you feel like you played more orderly or do you have sometimes you wish you had played more chaotic? Uh, I think overall I played an orderly game, but I wish I was a little bit a, a little bit chaotic, especially with how my game ended, but is what it is. I mean, yes, your, your swap situation was extremely chaotic. I can, I can definitely agree with that and very unusual for how a swap and a, a second swap and a second swap boot goes. Yeah. Was not expecting a second swap at that point. I was expecting the merge, but that was a year and a half ago and it's all good. <laughs> well, my co-host last week, Drew, is currently working this week, since James is hel helping pick, it, pick up the weight and, and carry the conversation. Um, hey, but one thing that really stuck out to me in this episode is Drew, be and we're going to just spoil a little bit, Drew, Drew begins Banana Gates, yes. uh, or at least stage one of, of, of Banana Gates, in terms of eating the first banana, throwing the peel away. Uh, do you feel like being, if you were in an Order Tribe or you were in a Chaos Tribe, would that like encourage you to act more in that specific way like if you found yourself in a chaos tribe would you say like well i guess i should be a little bit more chaotic i think so i think you want to live up to your reputation whether if you are if your reputation if your identity in this game or however it is is tied to order you want to only orderly you want to live up to that expectation and i think the same way with chaos now how how's that going how will that work out for drew we'll see um i know just from being out there you don't mess with people's food you're messing with a food source that is a dangerous situation you're getting yourself into but we'll see what happens and thankfully for, for in drew's case bloomington is a four-day game which casey is actually much a little much more generous in terms of food and people being able to bring food into the game uh real for the other hand which we both played there isn't much food and people yeah, do they, care a lot more about it Oh yes, like I, I think we got what, like maybe two handfuls of rice and like a ninth of a ninth of an apple, and that was like the extent of my food. <laughs> well, so what? So you have met at least one player in this cast. Yes. Talk, yes. talk me, talk me through, through your thoughts on the cast and who you know. So I, 
I know you clearly through doing this. I know Drew. Uh, Drew and I played in season 10 of Real Foot together. However, we never met in game. We were on different tribes and Drew was pre-jury. I was post-jury or I was jury. He was pre-jury. So we never really interacted in the Ponderosa setting. And I met Drew like once all wrapped at our reunion, rap party, whatever you want to call it. And we've since talked quite a few times over Facebook Messenger over the past a year and a half or so. Um, I recognize John V because I know he, he does a bunch of these things. I recognized Danny from their time on CYS and I watched them a little bit on this most recent season of Survive. Um, I recognized Melanie from Survivor Philadelphia season one and I recognized Rachel. I think that's everyone that I recognize in some capacity, but Drew is the only person who I, I've actually met in person. Yeah, we've, we've spoken, we've never, we never had an opportunity to meet in person. We, we've simply had at least a good two hours conversation in the, yes. In the past. <laughs> yes. Well, so looking at our cast in the two episodes in, you know, who's standing out to you? So uh, Mackenzie. Mackenzie is my Mackenzie, Mackenzie, Mackenzie. I think Mackenzie is going to win this game if people aren't careful. <laughs> Mackenzie. <laughs> Reminds me of Jordan from last season. I think I texted yeah. Casey that maybe 20 minutes into the episode last week. Like Kate McKenzie reminds me of Jordan. If they're not careful, McKenzie's making final five at least. Um, are, you're not watching Survivor Pennsylvania, are you? I'm not. So I would recommend they, they have like the first two episodes maybe three episodes out of survivor pennsylvania mckenzie was on the season that ran last oh, summer as well okay so if you need more mckenzie content to see kind of a different facet of her game I'd, I'd recommend checking that out it's been interesting i might check that out yeah i might check that out in all your free time that we all have oh yeah like the, oh yeah all the free time i have yeah. yeah is there anyone else you're keeping an eye on so um on the chaos, chaos tribe uh kim just from this episode is starting to stand out to me a little bit mm -hmm. uh, she kind of has an idea of what's going on and uh, I, I, I can't believe I have to say this in a non-ironic way, but Daddy Matt, he's someone who I, I have a lot of thoughts on him. I think he is someone who is flirting, is doing a decent job of like balancing player and personal, of balancing who you are as a player and the relationships as, as, a, as a player with the relationships as a person. But I think if he's not careful, he's going to overplay himself out of this game. And if you need more Big Matt or Daddy Matt, whatever you want to call him, content, he also played Outlast this past summer. Oh, so those okay. have episodes coming out as well. Yes, so I've been watching yes, it for more Big Matt contents. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, you know, it's because I, even though this game was only six, seven months ago, it's like I don't recall knowing who had cast that second vote for Riley, nor do I think mm -hmm. I really cared at the time. And right. we see a scene where uh, Big Matt talks to Mackenzie and John, kind of talking to the thought process, and they're very much like, yeah, that's fine. No harm, no foul. Like, he, there's very little consequence for him making that vote, which is interesting. Yeah, and that scene really stood out to me in particular. And it's actually my quote of the episode is from that scene. It's uh, from John to, to, to Big Matt. Um, so she's talking about how emotionally difficult it is to play this game. Yeah, because like, yes, it's a game. We all signed up for to play this game. We know what we're going to self into. We know we're going to be lying, lying to people, betraying people, screwing people over, and people will be doing that to us, right? However, at the same time, we're not playing with Miss Scarlet and Professor Plum 
and the, the, the thimble and the bag of money. We're playing with Steven, we're playing with, with Jamie, with Danny, with whoever, people who come in with our own lived experiences, their own morals and strengths, weaknesses, values. And how do all of those, how do those personal elements of them mesh in this game? How, like, how can you be who you are as a person while also playing this game? It's a very hard thing to do. And something I struggled with was finding a happy medium or, or, or separating the two. So my favorite quote of the episode is from that conversation where uh, John tells uh, Matt, if it doesn't work for you that round, then stay true to, then stay true to who, who you are. Of remember, this is just a short little game, four or five days. You can leave that here, but you have to live with you as a person after this game. Now, I could be overthinking it. Uh, that's like one of my favorite pastimes. I have a coach that says, hold on, I have to overthink about it. But I think it's a very true thing that I don't think it's discussed that much in the LRG world of how difficult it can be to separate the player and the personal and how as much as you want to leave the game at the game, it's sometimes it's hard to do that. I know for me, it took me a year to make peace with with my, with my game and how everything shook out. Yeah, and I know my first game, it was like, it took me about, it was still like a hard, like a hard one to two months to mm -hmm. really kind of accept that I had lost and how I had lost and how things went through and kind of work my way through the coulda, shoulda. But I want to get more into, you know, like, I guess it's, I guess it's a, how to put it? Tension between authenticity, but is it tension between authenticity and gameplay? I, I don't think that's the right tension we're talking about here. But I know you're talking about it's, I think it's trying to balance like your love of the game and wanting to play the game and doing what it, yeah. what, what it is of lying, betraying, backstabbing, being paranoid, all that, which we all know. But also, I guess just like, I don't, is it genuine of being a genuine person? Because you do form these real relationships, but at the same time, you have to use those and betray those relationships to advance yourself in the game. Mm -hmm. So there's that weird dichotomy of how much of how much of you are how in every interaction you have, how much of it is you as a person, how much of it is you as a player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think I'm going to parallel to Winners at War, but mm -hmm. uh, Ben Drybergen and Denise Stapley kind of are really beat up towards the end of that final five, final six, yeah. and one could argue they kind of just give in and let things roll. But you can also say like you know. This is a this game has exacted a massive toll for them, and they were and they're just like you know we're not willing to make compromises beyond ourselves for this game. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, you see an interesting tension there with with that kind of, with the with the game versus themselves at that point. And it's it's interesting to watch and it's fascinating to watch as as a person who just watches on my laptop, but as someone who's also been in that same predicament, it's difficult. And I don't think that comes it really comes across like on the screen just how difficult it is to vote someone out that you have this relationship with and if we go back to the first episode for a minute uh after order lost their first after order lost the, the mini challenge last week there is that 30 to second scene of just pure silence with maybe like a, a, a piano playing in the background and it said so much with, with, with without without seeing a single word and i think that's one of the best scenes that casey has ever done and i texted them that like as i was watching like this is one of the best scenes in surviving Bloomington history of from what I've seen. 
that just because it just shows how it gives an audience idea of just how emotionally difficult this is. Everyone wants to be in these LRGs. Everyone wants to play this game. For most of us, it's the only opportunity we would ever have to play a Survivor game is to do these LRGs. Most of us aren't going to be on CBS Survivor, fact of life. And so to, we all know how badly we want to be there. And then to end that dream for someone, whether it's five hours in or five days in, it's hard and it is. You got to learn how to, I guess, make peace with it in a way, forgive yourself. I don't know, but it's, it's a difficult thing that I don't think comes across the screen that much of just how truly hard it is to vote someone out and end that dream for someone. I, I really feel like there's been votes I've been happy to cast. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think the only votes I've had where I've, I haven't felt bad about it are when I've been actively targeted by the other side. And it's, oh. it is a me versus them. And therefore it's a lot of like, all right, one of us is coming on top and here we go. Let's do what, let's see what happens. Right. right. And so like, and so like that kind of heads up like, like that, I actually feel like, okay, I don't feel bad about targeting you because you're targeting me and it's all, it's all part of the game. Right. It, it's like these early votes like are just mm -hmm. the most painful ones. You're like, oh, we are coming together, voting you out and there's nothing you can do about it. And also we're also lying to you about it too, because we're mm -hmm. playing the game hard and you're not going to see it coming. Right. And, but I say that just from my own experience, I only had three tribal councils. Mm -hmm. First one, I just jumped on the vote. Mm -hmm. Second one, I was on the wrong side of the numbers for. I got blindsided, and then my third tribal was when I was going. So mm -hmm. I and I knew I was going, so my vote was just a, was, 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 was just a burn vote. Just like yours, you vote for Sebastian that tribal council. Is there anyone else you would have? Was it just the easiest vote because he wasn't in your original tribe, or are we talking like my thought process in the game or my thought process a year and a half later? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so in game, it was just I didn't have like the closest relationship. I didn't. I didn't know Bash. Mm -hmm. um, we had, I think, one conversation around the fire that night. Mm -hmm. Just like just. As, as people, just as James and Bash, the humans, not as James and Bash, the players. So I didn't, I didn't have a tight relationship with him. Vote for him. Now, a year and a half later, uh, man, there's so many things like I could have done differently. Could have tried to rally up uh, Bash and uh, Bash and Keenan and uh, try to vote Angela since she had the extra medallion thing. Mm -hmm. I could have voted for Ryan, try to make something happen because I knew he, he had the idol. Try to at least flush that idol. If I have found the idol that I thought was that was if I knew that the blue idol was still out there i could have looked for that and idol out lauren it kept it, it's kept me up for it took me it took me a year before it didn't keep me up by night do you think it would be like figuring out that balance between yourself and the game do you think that would be easier if you went and played a second time i don't know because that's i struggled a lot with that because i think that's part of why I, I didn't really try to rally around to get angela because as a person, she was I was super close to her as a person mm -hmm. on a personal level. We were, we were very, very close in that game. And I just couldn't do that to her. And then game-wise, I thought it would put an even bigger target on my back. But now, I like to think I could do that. But if I'm being honest, I know I don't have it in me. I will always pick player. I will always pick personal over player. And I'm okay with that. Looking at back to the Bloomington season so far, is... You mentioned the conversation with 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 Big Matt McKenzie and John. Are there any players you feel like are kind of 
striking that balance are players that are far off on one side of the spectrum in terms of they're playing very personally or they're playing coldly logical game body and just like, hey, whatever it takes. I think right now we're still trying to figure that out because in the real time, this is what, like y'all are only, what, seven or eight hours in? Yeah, this is probably early mid-afternoon. Okay. So I think it's still a little early. Uh, but someone who, if I had to, to pick someone, I would say Jamie. I think they're going to be our our growth character mm-hmm. of seeing someone who, who says, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then being able just to prove to themselves that they can do this. I think Jamie is going to be our fallen angel. But mm-hmm. I don't know if Jamie is our pre-merge fallen angel or our final four fallen angel. <laughs> but I see Jamie as our growth character this season. Um, Drew says he thinks the second travel is around 4 p.m. I honestly have, like, you have no watch, no sense of time right. out there. Um, so, yeah, could could be. I mean, only, K, only KC knows when exactly things happen that day. Yeah. Yeah, but right now I don't see anyone who's, like, finding that happy medium. I think they're still trying to figure out for themselves, especially since it sounds like for a lot of them, this is their first time ever playing a, a, oh, half and half. a, a LRG. About half the cast are kind of locals with most of them being the first time. I think Alex is the only local who she played Survivor Indiana, which uh, which is a one-day game. And she'd done that a couple of times. Um, yeah. And then um, I, I think everyone else who's out of state had had some experience. I don't know if Brady had played a Survivor game before. Brady had played like uh, the Caucus Challenge. Okay. So it, it, it was a, it, so definitely a, a large variation of experience being walked into this game. Right. Um, one of the major twists of the season was this bounty twist. What are, mm. what are your thoughts on that so far? I love this twist. It reminds me of one of my favorite Survivor twists of all time from a season that probably not many people know about. It reminds me of a reverse partners twist from Survivor Maryland All-Stars. Uh, the best college Survivor season out there. Out of the 60 to 70 seasons I've seen of Survivor, including U.S., international allergies in, uh, in college it's in my top 10 watch maryland all-stars top 10 season maryland two through five is arguably the greatest four season stretch of survivor and i will die on that hill i know i say that all the time but it's so good and people need to watch maryland all-stars. no no love for six and seven it's there <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm so, I'm, we're, I'm just waiting in purgatory for season eight i, I don't know where we're getting maryland eight but someday yeah. hopefully no it's it's, it's as soon of of February 12th, I believe. What? Hold on. They released the trailer, I think, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. It's happening? All right. After, well, after, gonna... after what, seven years or something like that? Oh, my gosh. So, yes. Okay. This is going to be my one we do afterwards. Survivor Maryland season eight trailer. Yes. I think it's like February 12th. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Yes. So I'm going to hunt down Naomi Calhoun and, and, and force a podcast on the, podcast that with me as well. Okay. Well, I, this I, is, this I will is day by day, so thank I, you. I, like, I will join for a, 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 a Survivor Maryland podcast. I think Maryland <laughs> All-Stars got me into College Survivor, and it's like the gold standard as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, agree. I mean, Maryland All-Stars is – there's something really special to it, and mm-hmm. you can tell that uh, – Host just poured his heart and soul into editing yeah. that thing. It's one of those seasons where I didn't know who these people were. Like I stumbled upon it on YouTube one day and I just like binged it. And then I went back and watched two through four. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched All Stars and like appreciated it like a thousand times more. And then I think last year I made my sister sit down and watch and 
and watch it with me. Wow, that that's impressive. I mean, my 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 most amazing thing I feel like I've accomplished is have you heard of the TV show Devil's Plan on Netflix? Vaguely, it's a Korean variety show where the they, they compete in social strategic games. Okay, I, you might enjoy it. I'd say give it a shot. Um, I was watching it and like I thought none of my family would watch it, but somehow I sucked my entire family into watching the last episode and a half with me, uh, which cool. I was amazed by. I thought there's no way my family's gonna sit here for this, and they did. I was like, wow. That's cool. Yeah, but I, I made her watch it with me. She wasn't as, as like invested in, as I was. She, like, she's more of a survivor casual, whereas me, who I'm doing this. Are there any other things you want to bring up or talk about from episode one before we launch into the meat of episode two? Um, I have a couple things. Oh, the theme. The theme. I think Order versus Chaos, I texted this to Casey as soon as the trailer released when y'all did y'all's mm. behind the curtain hist oral history of bloomington interview whatever it was called i think order versus chaos is his answer to uh <laughs> heroes versus villains really tell me more that like that was my initial thought was okay this is casey doing heroes versus villains because i think one it's the tribe colors when yeah. Like order is blue. I think order. You're you're going to have a routine. You're going to have structure. You're going to play. Like a, a not as you're going to be. Straightforward, and I think in some ways those are all heroic traits. Like as I can use those terms like very loosely. Hero in like a survival war world, whereas like chaos, they're red. The villains, the villains were red. You think. And you think you know chaos. There's 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 confusion. There's deception. There's some trickery involved, and that's kind of what like survivor villains are. But I think just like with heroes versus villains, every person on the order tribe has a little has a little bit of chaos in them, and every person on the mm -hmm. chaos tribe has a little bit of order in them. But that was my first thought was, this is his answer to 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 to. to to heroes versus villains, um, I really like the uh, the bounty choice, and we can get more into that since that focused a lot on episode two. Mm -hmm. um, and the way, as I talked about that scene after Order lost the first tribal, um, I also really like the way episode one was filmed. Mm -hmm. And like the way it was done and the way it was edited and the way it's produced, like Casey knows how to tell a story and the way it was done, it had like this documentary feel to it. There's just like something very like special and unique about the way episode one was filmed and edited. And I just found it like really fascinating. What do you think the choice of him using? Cause in episode one, we see it's not episode one, it's a prologue then chapter one. Then this is technically mm -hmm. not episode two, it's chapter two. What do you think of using this kind of novel format ver versus like the standard episode one, two, three, four. I like it. It it just shows how this is like the story of the winner. This is the story of the season. And mm -hmm. here's 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 chapter one. Here's the story of what happened those first few hours and the story of why Nina lost. Mm -hmm. to, 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 to paraphrase something from RHAP. Chapter two, why why Riley lost. Mm -hmm. And what I also really like about episode one was the the prologue. I forget who, who, 
always highlight it, but like everyone that got a little package, I think those are going to be our big characters, whether mm -hmm. they go, whether they go early, whether they go far, however they go, I think those are the people we're going to have to pay attention to. Well, as all the people, I think there was like 10 players who are in that opening prologue. We got to see like 10 players that were opening packages. And I think I was yeah. one of the 10s. I'm, I think you were. Yeah, so which makes me very curious to see what will happen. That's all I can say. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to know any spoilers. Um, I, okay, I mentioned how McKenzie okay. gives me Jordan vibes. Um, I like to, I, I did like all the way that you stalked other cast, something I would do. <laughs> I mean, okay. I thought I did work. Boy, Melanie did so much more work oh, than me. So I was work. impressed. I was like, it's, it's, she, she's like, I listened to every, all your podcasts. I'm like, I am so flattered. And now I'm going to use you to consult for all my future podcasts because mm -hmm. you know me best. Right. And it's just a thing about last week's boot with Nina. I think she did get a complete story. Her very first confessional was uh, something I very much, very much related to was. Um, I have the I have the quote right here. Um, she, when she was doing her opening package, she said, uh, "The day before this, I spent all day overthinking everything." And I thought to myself, "If that's not me, then I don't know. I don't know what is." And I think, in a way, she overthought herself out of this game of thinking this person it w went for a walk real quick. Clearly, they have something. Clearly, we need we need to, 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 to target them. And I got back to her. But mm -hmm. I think Nina got a nice little story. Like you understood why Nina was voted out. And one thing to remember too: this is a this is a redemption season, right? One one player oh, yeah, who's yeah. voted out pre-merge will come back. So someone's story may look complete, but may not be. Right, right. And that's something like I kind of forget about that. Like Redemption Island is a thing. Mm -hmm. Just since we don't, you know, see it, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, Redemption's a thing. I kind of forget about that. I was curious to see how KC would edit it in, and, I, and it sounds like from brief discussions, there will be a more of an episode focused on that when we get back to the buyback challenge. Um, so I'll be I'll be curious about that. I think also like uh, from talking just like you know how do we what's the best practices for getting footage for Redemption Island? I've actually um, in Survivor Angelica, their most recent season, Hexes and Healing. I can't remember the exact title of it, but the most recent one, their 2023 season, they have Redemption Island. They just hand a GoPro or a camera to, to the players and just have them like, hey, film yourself doing stuff here. That's <laughs> it cool. seems like it worked well. Yeah. But yeah, those are my uh, um, uh, um, my big thoughts. Just wanted to mention the intro, uh, the way it was filmed. Um, I do like the wrinkle to the shot in the dark of being able to collect some to, to, get, to get four and whatever it is. We can get, you know, we can talk about that that later. But if you get, if you get four of them, T together is it what an extra vote yeah. so four four extra so if you play up the if you play six at once you have a hundred percent chance of safety it's it's an idol essentially it's a right worse idol but it's an idol if you have four right you can either get a two-thirds shot of being safe or you just play it as an extra vote so you have some okay. modality or flexibility to it right and so i like i like the choice like i I, I'm not the biggest fan of Shot in the Dark on the show, but when I've seen it on LRGs, pretty good. Just I mean, saying. I, I can talk so long about this. I think what, what I love about this twist, and I can mm -hmm. wax poetically about it, is 
it's a build your own advantage, right? It's a build your own advantage. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Do you want safety or do you want strategic control? Are you looking for boats or looking for safety at, at key opportunities? Uh, but safety comes at a cost, et cetera. And so I love right. the modalities of that. I love the fact that, you know, it, it, it acts, it's a better fire token. It acts as yeah. a currency in a way as well, mm -hmm. in terms of, hey, you know, like you can do more that you can barter, you can give away. And then there's, there's the kind of collection aspect and the tension of like, if in the game, like if I had vote, if I voted at John the first two rounds, I would claim his shot in the dark, right? And so, right. like, how fast do I want to go headhunting for for this bounty? Right, and I, that's what I like about it as well. Is like, are you choosing like an extra few hours, or are you choosing power in the game? And the mm -hmm. way both tribes are dealing with it and 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 and, and handling this choice is so fascinating to me. But we can get on that. Uh, later but yeah i've shared all my big thoughts for uh, episode one well let's 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 go into it now because let's let's open up the book to chapter two and say so i think yeah. the thing two things we talk about is like how are people handling the shot in the dark um mm -hmm. the keys and how are people handling the bounty to us what are your thoughts on that so far so with the bounty choice i find it so fascinating but also kind of predictable and expected that the order tribe they're just like, okay, this is a thing. We're not going to deal with it. Like, we're going to play kind of an old school game. We're not going to deal with it. We're going to, in a way, use it to build trust. Mm -hmm. Whereas the, the the chaos tribe, they're like, give me all, like, I, you know, you're my person. I want you out. I'm, I want to work with you, but I want you out of here immediately. And it's, it's very much the order tribe is choosing ally and the the chaos tribe is choosing to go for the <laughs> advantage of this. And I'm interested to see like which theory will prevail. To, it's those that are making like the bounty a big deal and want to deal with the bounty, or the people are just like whatever. We're going to ignore it in a way, play more of like an old school game. It's fascinating. And and maybe Drew can speak to this, but like it, for, we get this whole montage of players in the Order Tribe sharing this information, using it strategically, and really like almost everyone can figure out who who else. Is, everyone kind of knows who everyone's bounty is, right? There's right. a little bit of mystery. I don't think Riley discloses who who their bounty is, but on the Chaos Tribe, we don't see much discussion or sharing of that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Right, and it, uh, I, I have my notes about this. Where did I put my notes about this? I just like it was just like a stream of conscious. <laughs> okay. Okay, so with the order tribe, I wrote telling people your bounty seems like it neuters the choice, but is it a way to to gain to gain people's trust? Of like like of you telling uh, John like yeah you're my bounty, but I don't care. I want to work with you. Like you're mm -hmm. you're choosing to have an ally or try to build some some sort of relationship of an alliance over having an extra sh shot in the dark to get what a two a one third chance of safety as opposed to mm -hmm. a one in six chance which i i like that um okay order tribe let's tell each other about our bounties and build trust chaos tribe let's actually play this twist <laughs> Yeah, and so we have a comment from Drew saying he's like, I don't think I had any early conversations as to who had it, what was bound. He's everyone kept it pretty quiet on the front. And you know, maybe the maybe the difference is like now that we had gone to travel, now that order travel had gone to travel council, you kind of like 
opened up the game has opened up people more willing to barter or convey the information while in the chaos tribe maybe there's not as high as need you to do that yet i don't know right i mean maybe because they've yeah they're playing the game but they haven't like really played the game and how to go to, to tribal and strategize mm -hmm. and like you said maybe once they do go to tribal then they're going to use th their keys as a way to open doors pun intended to 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 to, to new relationships to new to, to new uh, alliances mm -hmm. but we'll see uh, a central figure we see in the order tribe in this kind of, in, the, in these opening scenes is mckenzie right you already mentioned mckenzie as the player of the watch for the players player you think is people are gonna all take her to the final five with her and she's gonna dominate uh, yeah, I love this line for her saying is players are like feeding her morsels of information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like set up so great. And I don't think people realize how great of a spot she's in because everyone wants to work with her. Everyone has Mackenzie in their plans. And that is the ideal spot. It's like everyone, if everyone thinks you're in alliance with them, they think they're the true alliance and your other alliances are fit. It's something we see with on survivor on the challenge of like this one central figure that everyone revolves around and they think they're their true alliance they're their true number one when in actuality it may not be them i think if they're not careful mckenzie's going to make it far i think mckenzie if people start picking up on mckenzie mckenzie's gonna be gone sooner than later but i think she's in such a good spot and so well insulated that that's not going to happen and because I, I know I, there's scenes with me talking in this game, and I feel Mackenzie's insulation partly due to she has this advantage we all want her to use. Right, that that does help. But if she did, if she didn't have that advantage, I think she's still in that position mm -hmm. of being everyone's number one, or or people wanting them her to be their number one. Yeah, and because I think she'd like, be in a good spot regardless. We we see it towards the end of the episode where. Uh, uh, other little Matt's McKenzie and I are together. And we had been on the little um, we we had done the first immunity challenge with each other with the stepping with the stepping stones, with those with those pieces of wood to collect the puzzle pieces. Yeah, yeah, okay. The three of us had been in a group together and we were trying to say, hey, three of us should work together and go far. We did great as this trio right here. So I, that mm -hmm. was the angle I was trying to work McKenzie. Right. It's like, hey, the oh, yeah, three yeah. of us. Yeah, and you find you try to find a thread with any single with any with anyone and everyone, and whatever yeah. that thread is, you make a sweater out of, out of that thread. If, <laughs> I think that's a fair play quote he said on a podcast a while ago. Yeah. I, I I really liked it. Yeah. But um, yeah, just like find some sort of something to build a relationship alliance off of because that's what you need, especially in a game that's like this quick. It's it's what four days, five days, four, four days. Yeah, it's like such a quick game mm -hmm. that you need any reason to build alliance with someone is a great reason. Just like any reason to, to get rid of someone that's not you is a great reason, especially early on. Um, some other minor things is Alex finds an extra key when investigating the rice, mm -hmm. um, and which I, it's like one of those things when I was in game, kind of crossed my mind. I was like, I should investigate the rice that I just never did. And Alex yeah. actually did and got an extra key for her efforts, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. That's something that I wish I did was like, be more aware of advantages and idols and look for them. Like, yes, yeah, like I looked them when I was, when I was getting firewood and getting firewood and whatnot. But yeah, I should have done that more often, but I didn't. <laughs> um, another thing that gets revealed is in the first episode, John's like, I have an ace up my sleeve we mm -hmm. on the other tribe. We don't know what it is. In this tribe, he right. discloses to Mackenzie, Tyler's my brother and Tyler's on that other tribe. And so yeah, comma swap or merge, that's something we can use together. And it was so wild because 
so I watched this episode twice. I watched it Friday, today's Monday. I watched it Saturday night just, just for fun, just to enjoy it because I knew I'd have to, to, to do notes. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it earlier this morning to, 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 to take notes. And John had such like an interesting ride in this episode. Because mm-hmm. when we start out, he's saying like, I control the vote, yada, yada. And I'm thinking to myself, should John be on the chaos tribe? He seemed like more chaotic than order. He's like, what? It's kind of like, why was Candace on the heroes tribe, right? <laughs> like, why is John on the order tribe? And no sooner do do I think that we get the, the story from him where where he's you, you know sharing with mm-hmm. the, the, the tribe all like all of his background and what he's been through over the past. 10, 15 years, <laughs> however how old John is. And I'm thinking to myself, is this like Casey's way of saying that, no, he deserves to be on the Order Tribe? Like, this is why audience, he's on the Order Tribe? Or, or, or is he like maybe too chaotic? Uh, or is he, uh, what did I say? So, is it is it to, to, to throw us off that hey hey he's actually a a, a a chaotic player, and he's just trying to to just show like hey people I, I know y'all are thinking I, I'm more chaotic more chaotic than than orderly so I want I want to let you know that I am I'm orderly this is why I'm on the order tribe, or to, to, to make sure that, to make sure that y'all y'all are calm and not suspecting anything, or is it to for the audience to we so we can know that this is why he's on the orderly tribe. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, like, I, think, I think every conversation you have with someone is is personal, but there's yeah. also a little bit of uh, 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 game in every single conversation that you yeah. have. I mean, because that was my reaction to something similar, where I was, where I, I kind of walked out the first round saying, "Okay, John's a little bit more chaotic than I thought he was. He might be the most chaotic person on this tribe. I don't know." Um, and I also. Whenever I'm in this, whenever I see a versus season, like A versus B, it's like, it's mm-hmm. not the extreme. I always feel it's not the extremes who win, but it's the person who plays closest to the middle of, of those two, whatever dichotomies are. And so yeah. I was like, man, I think the, the, the most chaotic order person or the most orderly chaos person is going to have, it's going to do well this competition. Yeah. And, but with John, though, I think there's part of me thinks he could be a victim of a massive blind side, either like post swap. Or, or like early merge, mm-hmm. I if he gets like blindside between final thirteen and final nine, I would not be surprised. Well, we do hear Alex throw his throw his name out a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and, sh- and so she's in a scene with Big Matt where she kind of mentions like, "Hey, I'm worried about John." Like, so we kind right. of start hearing inklings to that. Yeah, and I think I think this episode as a whole was a foundation setting episode. Um, mm-hmm we can get to it, but it looked like just like tribal as a foregone conclusion and we all knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so like why Riley went home, I think it was clear of, she just wasn't really connecting well, connecting well w- w- with the tribe. And we, we, we saw that being established in episode one, it carries on to episode two. So as an audience, we understood why Riley lost and went home. Mm-hmm. I think this is, this is setting up the, the foundation for what's to come. And maybe Alex is the mastermind, mastermind behind behind John's demise. Because I meant to rewatch All Stars 
again before watching this, I, I, I didn't. But just talking to KC about it, he said there were clues in episode one and episode two, which tied back into something that happened in episode 10. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, is this a clue of, of you know, Casey is dropping this little, uh, 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 this nugget, this little 15, 20 second scene. And the episode doesn't really do anything, but is it, saying, is it setting the foundation for for Alex to, 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 to take down that? Is there anything else about this, this pre-challenge order tribe that you want to talk about? uh i think some of them let me let me check my notes because because we could talk about like we see some like potential alliances or dynamics begin to emerge but it seems like things are still murky within the tribe yeah oh there was this this scene between uh big matt jamie and john where jamie says they don't want to dictate things but want to protect people and i think yep. that's an interesting way of putting sort of of like of putting survivor strategy into words uh, i think if you're if you're too um, if you're too much on one side or the other, you're going to be seen as too much of a threat. It's finding that happy medium of knowing when to give, of being like, okay, Steve, if you want to get out, mm-hmm. Casey, this round, that's fine. It's not ideal for me, but I'll do it of knowing when to when to be okay with something and when it's when you need to say, no, we're doing this person, as opposed to saying, I'm okay with it not being this person. I thought that was an interesting way two-word survivor strategy. Yeah, you know, the season has made me think, I've never thought a survivor is playing offense versus defense. Like, no are you going after people or are you protecting people? And I think the mm-hmm. season has kind of shown me that is a strategy some people look or use or a different frame of reference around yeah. how to play survivor, which I found really interesting. Yeah, it's, it was an interesting quote. And, 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 it's, and it stood out to me. I haven't, I've really never thought about it in those in those particular terms, but it's very true. And I think the best can do both of those can like have the the ability to dictate one round but to protect others the second round Mm -hmm. to to know when to to, to give and to take so this takes us then to the chaos tribe who i'm amazed actually actually like broke out the rice and actually had food that day because i don't think like yeah no so so they broke the rice i mean what's fun about like these games is when like I don't know if real food, real food give us these small little plastic containers and spoons to use to the serve the serve our rice in, but we didn't get anything like that in Bloomington. So you saw people eating, I've seen people off eating like little cardboard pit pieces off mm-hmm. of machete, off of like in this case, it looked like trash bags people were yeah. serving rice on. <laughs> yeah. I so I, I saw that rice. I'm like, I think that's more rice in that one bowl than we got in all of in all of real foot. Like our container for real foot was like this big, filled like three fourths of the way up. And <laughs> Uh, you know, I know you're eating good when like you have like chips you can use to season the right. rice. Uh, so lucky, but and and we didn't even we didn't even get spoons. I ate, I ate rice with my fingers and and, and like off a stick. <laughs> I so, found it. So I was like, okay, this looks like somewhat clean. We're gonna roll with it. I mean, this one I'm so I, like, hungry. Don't I don't care. What? Yeah, just whatever. But yeah, I found it weird. It's like that's a lot of rice, and you've only like eight hours in. And you're using like all your rice. So James, hypothetically, you're on the chaos yes. drive and hypothetically you want to engage in some chaos, but you don't want it to be traced back to you. What are some chaotic things you can think of doing in a survivor game? Uh, so the food thing, like I mentioned earlier, I wouldn't do that. One, 
because you just don't mess with people's food out there. And also, if I was a victim of that, I would be really mad. Uh, bananas are my favorite fruit. So I would be looking forward to, 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 to having that banana. Not so much for like the, like the, the challenge aspect of it, but I like bananas. And if someone took my bananas, I'd be, I'd be really mad and upset about with them. Uh, but as far as what I would do game-wise, maybe tell a little... Half truth, maybe like put like a piece of paper in, in someone's bag saying this is an idol clue. Maybe they have an idol. Just you know, just plant little seeds. Have you have you, you know step back? Have you seen and, Survivor South Africa Immunity Island by any chance? Uh, Survivor South Africa is the, is the superior franchise. Made by super okay. fans for super fans. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking a lot of Chappies right now. In his yes, this is, season. yes. 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 I was Chappie. so bummed he got voted out first on, uh, <laughs> on, on season nine. Uh, where Chappies has his own little kitchen where he, he, like, he, he does siphon rice from the tribe, but he also yes. catches and does a bunch of stuff. But he basically has this whole midnight feast for himself every night. And then the players yes. are incensed as a result. Um, yeah, so I think like, like Chappie's Cafe, I, I don't know if I could do that. You're... Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, can you, I can hear yes. you. Can you hear me? Yes, I, I can. Okay, great. You were just talking about Chappie's. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I just really like Chappie's. So I, I take it you're not the player who's going to steal the food, hide the machete, throw out people's shoes. That's not the chaos you're going to engage in? No, because I would I would feel bad. So just to, <laughs> I I don't want to keep bringing it back to real foot, but um, so for those who aren't familiar with my season, I I was told that I was going home on night four because we thought tribal council would be like an hour later. Turns out it was fifteen hours later, so I had to spend another night out there. And while I'm trying to like figure out there's any way I can save myself, I see um like uh, the, uh, the the tribe's container of rice is like right like right at my feet and i don't know if i've ever said this publicly uh but there was like half of a split second where i did think about dumping out the tribe's rice i thought about could've, it could have could have been memorialized for, for, for as that person you and I, Jatia, I, right there i i could have channeled my energy to you but like even as the thought was like even as that thought was crossing my mind it's like i couldn't do that i would feel like a terrible person if i did that I can't do it to them. It's just, it's just a, is it's a week long game for like five hundred bucks. I can't do that. I could not live with myself. I would feel terrible. But the thought did cross my mind to dump the rice. So where do you see Drew's banana thievery going? I think if, if he's not careful, he's going to bite him in the butt because those bananas just didn't grow legs and walk off. But. If he wants to be chaotic and and like sow those seeds of, of distrust, he's doing it. It's just I hope he doesn't get caught. Because if he gets caught, I think I think I think I think, I think that, uh, that does it for him. So we, we have a couple other fun small things. We Tyler uh, learns that Seth was not in surviving Maine. Uh, yes. He kind of has a whoops my bad uh, mo mo <laughs> moment of the camera. Yeah, was it Tyler? Oh, another thing with Tyler that I found interesting, you know, kind of funny, 
is he saying he's an alliance with i forget the the people but he didn't remember their names i'm thinking dude like how can you be an alliance with people i think that was if you Marshawn, don't know who they right? are that was Marshawn. Well, was, was it like, i think it was Marshawn. Marshawn's like i'm an alliance with the guy in the fanny pack and then he like he says someone else's name but it's just not their name uh like yeah it's like colin or something like that i need to find my notes uh it it, 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 it was caleb i thought yeah. i thought it was tyler uh, 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 that said that i'm pretty i'm, I'm pretty sure it was, it was it was marshawn yeah i have it as marshawn oh yeah 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah. like i work with the person in the fanny pack and also caleb and you're just like and he's just like i'm not really good with names <laughs> you're like you're like who's caleb yeah yes it was marshawn it was it was, it was marshawn but with tyler yeah he, he, he you know not knowing it Oh, it was okay. Yeah. So, Drew, so Drew, next time you next time you're on a podcast, please change your name to Caleb. That make everyone. Yes, please do. Thank you. Yeah, but something I I think we we touched on earlier, but I'm interested to see like the John and Tyler dynamic playing out. Like it's like a blood versus water within a, 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 a heroes versus villains. It's kind of like you know Rob and Amber are winners at war. It didn't that, that didn't develop into anything, but I think it could be interesting because no one knows that they, that they that they're brothers. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see like how that all plays out. Do you have any ideas, how, any 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 hints or things or ways you think it could play out? I I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't really know because I I asked when when I found this out I texted you know Casey I was like are they like really brothers or are they like friends who call each other brothers? And he's like no they're mm -hmm. adopted brothers or whatever. So I found that in, it's an interesting wrinkle and I wonder who's going to win out mm -hmm. it's like a it's like mark and sam on australian survivor blood versus water like which alliance is going to win out between like like what side are they going to take of all their alliances um do you have any siblings i have a one sister who is a, a, a younger than me if you played survivor with your sister would you be okay take her to the end of losing to her Probably not, <laughs> but I would not be able to vote her out. But but she would vote me out in a heartbeat. We've that's had this discussion. What my, that's what happened with my siblings as well. I I would I, I would roll with them and they would blindside me at the first opportunity for because they can. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Like I would I would like go into older brother mode and protect her, make sure she's good, and like make sure she's taken care of. Probably while jeopardizing, you know, my own game. Whereas my sister would would cut me first opportunity and give and and give zero thought about it. Um, I played a board game with my siblings over winter break called Beast, and it was a 1v3 style game. And my middle brother was that one arch enemy. He did, and he beat us twice and lorded over us for many days afterwards. It's like, I love this game. You all suck at it. <laughs> like, thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I would not want to lose two. I know I, I wouldn't. I, I don't think I could do it. I tried to get her to apply for a Blood versus Water game with me over the summer, uh, but she was a strong no. Same with my brothers. <laughs> They're just like, we, we ain't doing that. I'm just like, oh, the She's dream like, someday. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, Seth discloses that he's dating Megan. Megan was the runner-up from the last season. She also was, yes. um, she's, all, she's done historically very well in Bloomington. She's on production this season. Do you feel that makes you want to, does that make you wary or want to target someone if they are related to someone on production? I would be iffy about them because what do they know that I don't know? Like mm -hmm. when all this, when all, when, when, when they were, when they were planning the season, 
did they oversee something that I didn't see? Did they overhear a conversation that they shouldn't have heard? And even if they didn't, they still have that target on the back. Like, like in this game, perception perception is reality. And if you think someone has an unfair advantage for whatever reason, you're going to want to take them out. It was. It reminds me of a Survivor Michigan All Stars. One player, but one of the players was dating. It was dating one of the producers, and it had and some unintended something some unintended unintended stuff happened, and it had like a big impact on the game. If you oh, have wow. seen Michigan All Stars, I'm not going to spoil it. But if yeah, you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it, it, it impacted the games. So I think there's a chance that maybe in like a post-swap situation or if Chaos has to go to, to Tribal first, mm -hmm. like to, to Tribal before a swap. It's a crappy reason, but that's a good reason to, to get rid of Seth. It's like, what does he know? What could, what, un, what, what could he possibly know about like future twists and future rounds that I don't know? I want him out. I, I would use that as a reason. If I'm on the bottom, if I'm on the outs of the tribe, and, and I know that piece of information, I would use that to, mm -hmm. to, to, to get him out because anyone but me. We start seeing the, the Chaos Tribe, they're not sitting idly. We start seeing some alliances and strategies and names getting thrown out. I think the thing that stood out to me is you have this kind of this funny situation where Danny is like, I feel good about two duos. I see there's a Brady and Drew duo. I see there's a like Rachel and Kim duo. And I want to be in good with both of those, right? Right. But right. And Kim's like, I don't feel good about. <laughs> I don't feel good about. Don't know, yeah. Right. Because I, I, I think it, it kind of seems like Danny is in the same position as Mackenzie, but is not playing it all that great. Or, or Danny thinks I should say Danny thinks they're in that position of everyone wanting to work with them of being in a good spot. I think Danny is gonna be probably like first first juror i i don't i don't think danny is, is long for this game mm -hmm. and something else with danny i've seen them play a lot of these games they did what like three or four of these games in what like a four or five month stretch last last year i believe i know danny played bloomington uh is it survive Kings? survive yeah there we go it's like it's just survive um and then blue uh survivor bc all-stars as well yeah, so what, four games over, what, six months? Uh, there's a high-density games, yes. Yeah, that's, that, that's a lot. I don't, I, I don't know how the heck they, how the heck. Uh, 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 they did that. But yeah, Danny I'm worried for Danny. Than you or me. <laughs> yeah, they, they are. You want to do that, go for it. I did, I did my one game, and I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think I'm worried about Danny. Okay, I think they might be okay short term, but could see them going early. Jury, uh, I think they have more. Con I think they have more connections than uh, than alliances, and their known history playing numerous LRGs could get them. Mm -hmm. And then no surrender. I type that. I put Kim and Rachel are catching on. Might be going sooner than later. Yeah, I think the the, the one the one real connection in the game that was kind of people knew was Tyler and Danny had played their server BC season together the prior okay. year. And so like there's kind of people were kind of like I that that was somewhat knowledge that was floating around. Okay. But yeah, I'm I'm worried about Danny. Yeah. Um but then you have like Rachel is hearing like she's like, you know, Danny's letting my name out and Kim's name, but Kim can't go home. So it's mm -hmm. like so I'm I'm worried. Then Brady then Brady says like you know I'm hearing Rachel and Marshawn's name. So we're seeing a fair amount of names being float, floated around here on the Chaos Drive. 
they're living up to their name because because on the order tribe it's always been either person a or person b chaos is like a b c d or e we don't know we'll figure it out when we get there well order tribe didn't have the luxury of like stewing and like and letting people like rub rub each other the wrong way and building up more and more names we didn't quite have that luxury true true true, true. <laughs> i mean because that's one thing i think is always about real fit is you have like a good 24 to 48 hours for that first travel council Mm -hmm. And boy, do the do the plans get out of hand during that oh, period? Man, we, I think at least three different names I got thrown around during that time. Um, we get to the muni challenge. The muni challenge players the race out over balance beams, and they had to run to run to this little forward section. They had to look at this three by nine grid of symbols, mm -hmm. and they come back and put the symbols in the correct order and orientation. So. Not only would it be the correct symbol, it would be facing north, south, east, west. Notably, colors didn't matter. So you'll notice that oh. their color, like, so the colors were not a thing. Um, I'm oh. pretty sure. I did not catch that. I thought it had to be if, like, if the, 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 the grid was a, a, like, red square on a black background, it had to, you had to have a red square on a black background. Yeah. And Drew, if you could confirm, but I'm pretty sure colors were not a thing. It was simply either the correct symbol and the correct hmm. orientation. Missed that. Still made it hard enough. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's still a difficult challenge. Uh, it's a, it reminded me of a challenge that we did in Real Foot, very similar concept. Yeah, very it's concept. it's one of your reward challenges. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like one of the four or five that I, that I that I actually played in that season. <laughs> uh, yeah, Drew's confirming is simply the symbol and the orientation. Okay. Um, Apparently, Marshawn was trying to tell people to memorize the tiles in alphabetical order. Huh? Uh, Drew, if you could elaborate what that means, I would love to hear that. At the, what? That, that's, a, that's, that's a strategy. <laughs> that is quite a strategy. So, like, one of the things I regret, I regret that in this challenge was that, you know, the tiles were all face flat beneath the table. You couldn't turn them up until mm -hmm. the first person ran back. So that's why you see John go run over look briefly run back and flip tiles so you can start seeing all the tiles and kind of like put something in order and um yeah it, but you can still kind of look at it and i kind of saw i was like ah you know this looks like we'll have like three per row and i wish like mm -hmm. we, and we kind of as an order tribes our strategy was like all right just kind of memorize like top row left to right and the next person will then like pick up from there and we'll keep and we'll go row by row right Right. And I think the hot ticket was just pick a column. Just first person, column one, three symbols, down a row. Next person, mm -hmm. column two. And like I really should have pushed like, hey, I think this is what the orientation is going to look like. This is what we should do. But I didn't push. And I regret that. Yeah, I think because uh, so we when we did this did a similar challenge, we lost it. I was the one doing like the puzzle because people would, they, they would go out, look at the look at the grid, and then they would tell yep. me like what colors I put in order. But I think it was was just like mass confusion no one said okay you're taking column one you're, you're taking column two you're taking yeah. column three everyone's like trying to memorize okay there's like a red square blue square green square and it was just what, what you what i saw and what you saw were different things and it was a mess but i think a challenge like this just to sign everyone okay you're column one two three four and five memorize your column and and do it um anything else about this challenge stand out to you besides order loses again and chaos takes the victory not really. I'm not a big challenge person. <laughs> so we get back to the order tribe, and 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 this is in the order tribe. We we see kind of the scramble, and it's not as it's certainly less chaotic as what we saw in the prior episode. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there was some, a quote that I believe it was Alex who said that. Um, I, I've been saying this since I got here. I'm like Sandra Dish Twine, as long as it ain't me. And those early rounds, yep. great strategy to have. Yep. Great strategy. Great strategy. Um, yeah. So kind of something with Alex is we see Alex, she's with Mackenzie, me, and little Matt, and she floats John's name out as a vote. Um, yeah. and that's kind of like, we see kind of three names kind of emerge this round. As a result, we see Riley's name kind of as a pickup from last round. Mm -hmm. John's name is Alex is kind of campaigning for it, saying, Hey, John is a problem. Look what he did last round. We should nip this in the bud. And then as a counter, John learns about it and kind of floats Alex's name as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, just from what I got, I think those really weren't serious things. I think it's just like, Oh, let me think about it. It won't happen. Let's just go with, with Riley and just mm -hmm. do one more easy vote, easy in quotations. But I think, like I said earlier, I think the fact that we're seeing John's name come up numerous times in episode two, there's a reason for it. I think I think we're setting the, the, the foundation for a John blindside between final thirteen and, and final night and like the final nine. Um, and we get a lot more time. We get a lot more Mackenzie time where Mackenzie's really yeah. kind of sharing more of her thoughts. Uh, I, I think some highlights was she's she's like Nina would have been great at that challenge, and Nina has yes. confirmed. Nita would have been great at that challenge. So we thought about the person who have probably who may have made us win the challenge. We'll never know. Um, right, never know. Yeah, uh, she she admits like that she voted Nina because John wanted her to. Right, and that kind of is similar to the voting specials. Little Matt and I had I had last episode where we said we're voting Nina because John wants this. Yes, uh, and finally, there's this tension between like I, she wants to work with Alex, she wants to work with John. Alex is throwing out John's name, and then there's even more concern like, do I have Alex? Like, right. is Alex a person I can trust? I don't know. Right. But what I found interesting, I don't think, I think it's more, the way I saw it, I think it's more like a trio of like Mackenzie versus John versus Big Matt mm -hmm. of like, who's going to take power in this tribe? Because uh, you have John who was who like in control of the first vote and wants to do his thing, but is trying to pull back a little. Mackenzie, who everyone wants to work with. And then Big Matt, I just I think he's like also trying to do it, try and be everyone's friend, connect those personal, have those personal moments, those personal relationships, in order to make them into, into, into game relationships and game alliances and game strategy. So I think those are like the three big people on the Order Tribe that are all vying for control in one mm -hmm. one particular way. I didn't see Alex as like one of the, I don't say a power play, but like one of the big three in this episode. I thought. It's Mackenzie versus John versus Daddy Matt for control over the Order Tribe. To have order on the Order Tribe, I should say. <laughs> um, I think the only other thing that really stood out to me in the scramble is, you know, Riley gives us a confessional saying that, you know, Riley really wants to work with John after last round because John did a lot to help Riley then. Mm -hmm. And... And you see, you see that you see scenes where Riley and John are talking. I believe this is when John kind of says, "Like, hey, you should think about voting Alex." Yeah, yeah. And there was also a scene with Mackenzie and Riley where Mackenzie says in the confessional how she really has like a lot of a lot of shared shared interests and commonalities 
with Riley, just Riley isn't opening up. And I get that if you're on like a more reserved and quiet side, being thrown into a situation like this is a lot for you, but mm-hmm. it's just find it in you and make those connections because you have time, but you don't have time in, in these games to like find your people, especially when your first tribal counts only four or five hours in. You got to do what you got to do. Try to make those bonds, forge those connections and get outside your comfort zone a little bit. So question to you is, we see in for episode one, John's like, hey, if I protect Riley, like I will kind of gain Riley as a member, right? right. And we see that that bear fruit where Riley says, you know, I'm going to John because John did a lot for me last time, right? And so right. that's paid off. John has this tension, right? Because on one hand, John wants to play a softer game in round two because he like really drove the boat round one. But at the same time, his, he has a new ally who's now under fire as a result. Should John have done more to protect and try to get Riley to this next round? I think in a case like this, it was kind of a done deal. I think Riley was just the person. Mm-hmm. And I think John used a lot of social capital and maybe showed most of his cards in round one by driving the Nina vote. And mm-hmm. I think if he if he tried to drive the vote, let's say, to Alex this round, I think he would be using up just about all of his social capital and then some. And mm-hmm. he would be seen as like, the bigger threat that he's dominating too much. He's too much in charge. He's too much of a threat. He would go. Mm-hmm. I think that like this early in the game, it's okay to cut an ally to survive. Now, if mm-hmm. it's final six, final seven, final eight, I think you, you fight for that ally because the votes are more scarce. Mm-hmm. But in a situation like this, where it seems like, it seems like it's a done deal. Just, you know, put that name on, on the piece of paper and let's just see a, 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 another round. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you think Riley maybe could have maybe could have done differently? I think trying more to just like integrate herself and just be more open and yeah. have those connections. But like yeah. I said, if you're like a, a quiet, reserved, introverted person like, like me, I I'm naturally a quiet, reserved, introverted person. It is hard to have those conversations. It's hard yeah. to like go up to someone and have those conversations to talk to, open up, and be a little bit vulnerable about who you are as a person. In the hopes that you could find some sort of, of common interest in order to, to make an alliance and build their trust. And it's and if it, if it takes you a while to warm up, it's even worse because you have what, like five, six hours before tribal. Whereas with Real Foot, I had two days to build those alliances and build those connections and foster all of that. Whereas this, no sooner do you get there, you're at tribal. So it's. And I think that's something people should take into account when it comes to games of just knowing like, how soon is that first travel council? Because that radically changes things. Like I, one thing I liked about Real Foot is that you can really get a feel of the people around you and who you want to work yes. with and kind of determine like, okay, like you maybe are quiet the first 24 hours, but thankfully you have more time to open up and, and have things change. Right? right. Of course, sometimes in Real Foot, the game just moves really fast and like, you know, within the first couple of hours, an alliance is formed united. That There's always that threat, but you have the gift of more time. Yes, of realizing, <laughs> oh, I, oh, I'm not in a good spot. Let me see what I can do. Because there's a, a quote that I liked from um, jumping back a little bit about what was it Tyler by saying listening and observing is the most important thing to do early on. Mm-hmm. Just like watch what watch where people are sleeping, watch who's going off with who to, to go get water and collect firewood. Like watch that. That tells you so much, and it tells you where you stand in the game. Watch and observe. Um. Anything else about the scramble you want to bring up? Uh, no. 
I just thought it was kind of like I figured going in, okay, this, this is probably Riley. It seemed to be a done deal. And just from the music that Casey played, it kind of seemed like I was at a wake. Like, it was, this is like a somber event. We know what's going on. Very somber, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, a tribal council, I don't think there's much to talk about there. It is a very clean-cut vote, 7-1 for Riley. Um, a very interesting ending with just kind of letting the players slowly move out. So you get to see my torso for a large chunk of it and that, and that and the, and the credit rolling scene um, versus last episode where we have the actual, like, voting confessionals happen. Right. But there is one thing about tribal I found very interesting that I want okay. to address. Yes. And it, it's not a quote, but it's at the booth itself when everyone is looking for extra keys. Yeah, we have to and talk about the keys. Yeah, we got to talk about the keys and like how they were hidden at Tribal, which I really like. I think it's a great uh, a metaphor for the game. So <laughs> the camera goes at like a, a skew angle beneath the table. I'm just like, what's, what's going on here? It takes me like, Barge only was like, is that a key sticking out yeah. of the side of the podium but kind of like hidden beneath the lip uh -huh. of the table i was just like oh because you see everyone's looking at the top everyone's looking underneath but i don't think anyone's looking to the sides of it to be honest this is the first i ever knew that there was a key there yeah. so i'm like oh wow there was something there we just sucked <laughs> yeah and i think it's like a great you know metaphor you know for the game for the game of survivor where y'all are so focused on like looking at the big things, looking in the urn, looking in the skull, looking under the gavel, like all like the the big stuff that's on the booth, see if, see, to see if, if like there were keys because that, that's what was that's where they were in Bloomington All Stars was they were in the big things, mm -hmm. but this time they're on the side, very subtle, where you have to actually make an effort to look and to notice and to try to find it. I think it's very similar for the game. Everyone is so focused on like the big moves, the big thing, the the, the big flashy thing. Where sometimes it's the, the little things and the subtle moves that are going to make you advance and go further in the game. And I probably overthought that way too much, but <laughs> that's me. Here, here's my take on that: those keys are small, and uh -huh. they're hard to find. <laughs> they're very easily hidden in wooden objects. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> But um, I thought it was like an in interesting place, you know, to hide it. Yeah. And that, and then I overthought this, uh, 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 this metaphor comparing the game of Survivor to where you I think Casey's going to appreciate this metaphor a lot, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He will. Um, I guess two final things is one, I still yeah. don't have duct tape. Oh, you still don't have duct tape seven months I later? I do have duct tape seven months later. Too much of it. Uh, but uh, at this point in the game, at round to end of round two, my shoes were still broken. I did not have duct tape. What what exactly uh, happened with your shoes? So I wore some a pair of old of tennis shoes that were more beat up than I thought, Steve and Mina. the sole popped off after the first challenge of of the, of the left shoe. Yeah. And so I was like, I yeah. need duct tape. The, the tape it together, and they keep it, and then and the, and the make this more usable than it currently is. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. Um, I guess the, the final question is, Riley has two shots in the dark, two keys, because Riley successfully voted out uh, her bounty. She had voted out Nina. And mm -hmm. so Riley could have played her keys. And yeah. you think it was just a level of comfort? Or, like, I, I, I'm not quite sure 
the decision process for Riley of, of, of not playing the keys and maybe just like, hey, you know, everyone's maybe we did a good enough job line something rather. I was like, no, I don't need to play my keys. I honestly, I've never get. I, I didn't even think about that until just now, yeah. Stephen. I think you got votes last time. Only yep. what three or four hours have passed since since, since yeah. the, 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 the Nina vote, if that. And you got you got votes last time. I'd say play at least one, and just to see. It, it's not. I just play both at that point. I'm not oh, playing yeah, just one. I mean, I'm playing I, both. I mean, if I think I'm on the block, I'm playing both. I'm playing every everything, mm -hmm. but but or maybe she just kind of knew and was okay with it. Yeah, which is valid. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's like, you know, this isn't for me, and I'm okay with this being the end of my adventure. But yeah, I would have like if if I knew like. If, I, if, I, if, if there's a shot in the dark on season 10 of Real Foot, I am playing that my round and just hoping for the best. So I guess predictions from there, where do you, where, where do you see the next episode going? So I think this was a good uh, table setter. I think for Chaos, I think we're due for a Kim versus a, a Danny battle of, going, of like who's going to be in charge of mm -hmm. the tribe is danny going to win out and are they going to have their alliance of kim rachel brady drew and themselves or is kim going to win out and drew and excuse me a danny's going to go i think mm -hmm. we are heading to towards a danny versus kim mm -hmm. on showdown and that's if chaos loses if it's if order loses, I think Mackenzie, John, and Daddy Matt are the three people who are trying to like gain gain order over the tribe, and we're going to have like an interesting battle between those three. I think Mackenzie wins out, and like if we see someone like an Alex go, I wouldn't be surprised. But if we see someone like a a John go, I wouldn't be surprised either. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think we're going to be making moves of this upcoming episode. So you, think, so you think I'm good for one more episode? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think you're in a good spot, Stephen. Unless like some random thing happens and like idols and advantages and 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 instead of Sitsuri going home, you know, you go home. But I but 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 I think you're in in like a good spot. Uh, so I have a question from KC. Who do you relate to from both from, from most on, on, on both tribes? Uh, to most, oh, oh, um. So I think I, I kind of answer this in a in a joking way the first time. Uh, but for order, definitely Nina. I like the, the overthinker. That like the oh, I got overthink everything. But um, if I'm getting like a more serious answer, Jamie. I see a lot of Jamie's. I see a lot of my story, like in Jamie's story, of mm -hmm. they're wondering what the hell did I get myself into? I don't know if I can do this. Why? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I here? This is like so weird. And and to see them, like, know that, like, just you can watch them. See, okay, I did it. I'm mm -hmm. doing this thing. Um, I survived the first vote, which I didn't think I was going to survive the first vote. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it looks like Jamie had that same feeling. Okay, I I survived the first vote. I can do this. I'm in an okay spot. I'm doing the thing. So for order, somewhat Nina, but that's like a joking answer. Uh, seriously, 
uh, Jamie, mm -hmm. Chaos Tribe. Huh. I don't. I don't know if I have a, a full answer because we've seen. We haven't spent that much time with the, the Chaos Tribe. It's the Winner's Curse. Right. So I mean, like that's great <laughs> that we don't see much of the Chaos Tribe, but also for this question, Casey, I don't have like a a good answer. You know what this means, James? Right. What? We mean each other come back for another podcast. You can answer. I mean, I'm I'm down. I'm down for another one. <laughs> Um, so two, two important things as we wrap up here. The first is our version of the Chizzy called the Bloomy, where we're going to give three points to a player, two points to a player, one point to a player for who you think played the best this week. Would you like me, would you like to go first or second? I will, I will go first. Okay. And, and what's this called? The Bloomy. The Bloomy. Okay. Not the Mike Bloom, but, but, but the, the, yeah. the Survivor Bloomington? The, the, the Bloomy, the Bloomington version, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, so I'm giving my first a Bloomy to a Daddy Matt. I think he's, I I'm I think he's in an okay spot right now, but I do think he could outplay out overplay himself if he's not careful. I think mm -hmm. right now he's like doing well, establishing the connections mm -hmm. and all the relationships. I think he's in a good spot. Um, I'm gonna give two Bloomies to Kim. Kim's picking up on on Danny mm -hmm. and I think she's probably in the best spot within the chaos tribe mm -hmm. and this should be zero surprise to you if you've listened over the past hour and 20 minutes but I'm giving three cheesy points to, to Mackenzie for all the reasons <laughs> that I've stated <laughs> uh, yeah so I'll, I'll do I'll start with my three so I'm gonna give three points to Mackenzie as well yep. I think Mackenzie's in a very central point of the game uh, she, people are telling her all the things. She has a lot of choices and decisions yes. she can make, which is good, good and bad. You know, John tells her the secret that, hey, my brother's another tribe. Uh, Alex is coming to her and saying, I want to vote for John. She has a lot of sway. Yes. And she's still holding on to that uh, immediate, that, tri that tribal advantage, that uh, challenge advantage card that she can use right. in the future. Uh, for two points, I'm going to go to John. I thought okay. John played this episode fantastic. I think it was correct to kind of let things simmer a bit, play, play things a little bit down after 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 gunning for Nina. And yes, he did lose Riley as an ally, but I think he's insulated enough that he can afford to do so. So I liked how he was playing, and, and he was very clear and dictating, like, hey, I'm going to step back a bit. Yeah. And then finally, I'm going to, a little bit like you, I'm going to do one point, Kim. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was great seeing him kind of being the center of this information network where people want to work with her and that, and she can maybe mobilize things to make something happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. And John was my was my honorable mention. Yeah. I was torn between him and Daddy Matt for uh, for that first point. Yeah. Um, you mentioned before, but your quote. What is your quote of the week? Uh, so my quote of the week. Let me pull it up. So my honorable mention quote of the week is um i've been saying it as since as long as i got here i'm like sandra Davis why as long as they ain't me that was my motto pre-merge point to alex point to alex but a uh, quarter of the episode a uh, john if it doesn't work for you if it doesn't work for you that round then stay true to who you are also the episode title yeah uh, so my, mine's a little bit more funny it was in the last scenes you see before travel council with uh me mackenzie and little matt where matt says you know Getting splinters with someone really bonds them together. Yes, <laughs> and that 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 made me laugh. So I was like, I'm I'm choosing that one. 
Yeah, that's also a good one. That's also good. But like, I saw that and I'm like, oh, that is like, that says so much about this game and like the way yep. that I view it. So had to go with that. And then I had to go with, with the Sandridge quote. She's one of my all-time favorite players. Anyone but me is, anybody but me was, uh, was, was my motto for the pre-merge. And, and I love sitting on the Sandra bench for like any challenge. <laughs> um, well, James, I think we thoroughly dissected this episode. Uh, mm -hmm. Anything else you, you want to add to it? I think we're good. This was a lot of fun, really enjoying the season. Like, I love what Casey is doing with this. Um, he's a great storyteller. I'm excited to see where this a story goes. And there's one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, I, I so I know how much Boogie meant to Bloomington and to, to like the Bloomington community mm -hmm. in KC. And I, I I've never met him. I just know I just know him from like the nine or ten episodes that I saw last year. But I really like and appreciate that he's still being honored and still being mm -hmm. remembered in in the, uh, the, the 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 title card intro sequence. I just wanted to to, to put that out there. Well, James, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate having you on here to talk all things surrounding Bloomington. James, if people are, want to find out more about you and your book, et cetera, where can they find that information? So you can find me on Twitter um, at jameshayden48, where I tweet about Survivor, like all, all Survivor, uh, whatever I write, and just random usings of being a New Orleans Saints fan. But if you want all of my articles and whatnot, you could go on Linktree. My Linktree is... Uh, j hayden 93 and there you will find the link to my book to all my podcast appearances to all of my articles i've written over the past closing on on eight years but yeah and I, and, I, and i've dropped james, um, james's link tree into the comments section yes. i'll make sure it's on the podcast as well awesome um so Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you again, James. Uh, episode three will hopefully be coming out next Saturday night. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll order finally win a challenge. Will chaos continue ruling, ruling and dominating? We'll have to see. Uh, there's a lot of other great games out there. Uh, if you are interested in playing Surviving Bloomington, uh, applications are out. Uh, there's other games you can watch. Survivor Angelica, Outlast, Survival Pennsylvania. I don't know. I'm probably missing a bunch. There's a bunch of other shows airing. This is a great off-season for mm -hmm. our fan Survivor content. And you know, the first thing I'm doing after this is watching that Survivor Maryland trailer, so I'm super excited. I, I'll, I'll probably go back and watch it as well, and then I'll probably watch like the, the, the Maryland All-Stars trailer because it's such a we, fantastic That trailer, show. there's the peak excitement. So oh, yeah. thank, thank you all. Thank you, James, and have a good rest of your evening. Bye, y'all. <laughs>